Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, all of Brewski. You hear those pixies ringing in the background, and they're out on tour right now. Just got to see them, and they are still killing it. How are the Pixies and the Breeders out on tour right now? Because the Breeders are members of the Pixies. You just blew my mind. Yeah, where is your mind? <laughs> I mean, that's what we need to know, right? Usually in the gutter. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick <laughs> and Steve. Ala Brewski. Go check out our webpage, thevocalminority.net. You can see our socials there. Communicate with the show. And say hi to Brewski. Steve, please. Hi, Brewski. How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm hanging. No more bats flying around in the uh, harness belfry? Uh, the day's not over yet, so who knows? <laughs> I did just have two uh, bears in front of my house earlier. Yeah, you are living in a wildlife refuge. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that they had parked their motorcycles right in front of your house? <laughs> no, no. These are animals, Brewski. Uh, oh, not, yeah, oh, okay. not gay hairy men. Are you oh, talking okay. about like circus bears? Because I've seen some of those ride motorcycles. No, yeah, because you know they got the leather and the cigars and all that sort of thing. You know. No, these are actual uh, bears. We got a family in this neighborhood, and these uh, two baby bears. Uh, it's on Facebook. You guys can see. Oh. But uh, yeah, they were hanging out outside. I, I got up on the roof of my garage and was taking pictures of them. But these are the two bears that broke into Dottie's minivan a couple of weeks ago. And I, <laughs> I had to go get them out of her car. Like convicts face to face with these little bears. Where was Mama when you were face to face with those oh, tiny bears? About ten yards up the road. I mean, she was sitting right there with both eyes staring at me. Like you better not cross the line there, dude. You've got a small brain or big nards, dude. Which is it? Big nards. <laughs> of course, for you to go eye to eye, face to face with cubs with a mama bear that close is yeah. just—I mean, I don't know how Dottie didn't get wet watching you save her car. I hope she did. Quite frankly, <laughs> well, I think I earned it. But, that was know. a that was a much more heroic moment than you saving a floaty this past summer. Uh, I don't distinguish my acts of heroism. <laughs> I'm just, just heroic in general. Yeah. And, uh, it's nothing I, you can turn on and off, right? No, it's just there, man. When the bat signal goes off, I, I leap in action. And, Sweet. you know, listen, bears inside cars around here is a common thing, and they will destroy the car. And I know that that is not a headache she needed to be dealing with. But I also always tell people, like, bears are not man-eaters. Unless the, it's a mama bear and there's cubs right there, then you better be careful. Yeah. It was a hairy situation, and like Crosby came running down at one point, I just told him, like, get back on the porch, like, not with the mama bear right down the road there. So They don't have to eat you to kill you, dude. I mean, it doesn't matter that they don't want to eat you, but right. uh, they'll kill you real quick. Oh, yeah. No, they'll mull you. And um, I know the technique. Curl up in a ball and protect your vital organs and hope for the best is what they do. Yeah, hope for the best. Those are, That's one of those injuries that I'm not sure I'd want to live through. Like, I see these people that are, you know, like barely breathing and they're like, I made it back. Oh, right. did, yeah. Did you want to? Well, there was a couple of the neighbors out there trying to help me as well, because that's what we found out. Someone was driving by one of my neighbors and saw the bears in her minivan and started, you know, ran up to the front door. It's like, you got bears in your car. So, you know, there's an old rule of thumb. You cannot outrun a bear. Bears run very fast. But you yeah. don't have to outrun the bear. You only have to outrun the guy next to you. So <laughs> I felt I was in a good position. Yeah, no, it's a fun neighborhood I live in. So 
Oh, hey, uh, speaking of the neighborhood I live in, I, I've had a realization recently that I think is worth sharing with the audience. So I, I believe I want to start the show off with it. Have you ever seen the videos of uh, people that leave shopping carts spread around the parking lot? Sure, and this yes. guy will go up to them and confront them. Like, here's cart your cart. Mark. Yeah, you didn't take it back to the cart return thing. Yeah, I, lo- I love the videos. Uh, that guy's created a lot of controversy who does it. Uh, but yeah, I, I love watching him do it because I hate that as well. What's the controversy that he's created? Uh, the controversy is is that, you know, yeah, while you can sit and look and judge those people for who they are, if you want to, for you to get involved, and especially at the level that he gets involved, you know, he's been shot at. And the controversy is, like, for your entertainment, you're going to embarrass people, and then it becomes dangerous for you. So why are you doing it? Dr. Phil had him on. That's the truth. Really? I didn't yes. realize he was that big. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, so uh, here's the thing. I always return my cart to the cart return thing. Um, of course. Long before I saw those videos, I just felt it was the right thing to do. But in a, in a couple of minutes here, we're going to talk about whether or not we're all wasting our lives. Uh, I've been contemplating a lot of things of late about uh, <laughs> you know, job opportunities. Where would I be if this day goes badly? Or what am I going to do if, you know, job one implodes or whatever? So I've been, I've been thinking a lot about these things of late. Yes. And the other day at the grocery store, I had the realization that none of us should be returning our carts back to the cart corral. You are right. actually doing a disservice to the person that works at the grocery store. Do you know why? Well, you th- say it would say I'm taking wage from them or what? I no, mean, no. I don't know. Why would I be doing a disservice? So think about this. If you worked at a grocery store, would it not be a blessing to go outside into the parking lot in the fresh air and collect no. all of these carts? No. I would beg for that job. You no, have I, stuff in bags. Let me go wander the parking lot. And if you're all returning it to the cart corral, I'm only out there for two minutes. Yeah, I, everywhere. Let me spend my afternoon looking for your carts, please. You're underthinking this, dude, because <laughs> uh, we had a friend. Uh, Dan Stewart did that job for Costco for a while. Yeah. That was his only job as he was a cart collector. Sounds phenomenal. The amount of work that it was, first of all, his body killed him at the end of every day. <laughs> See. Uh, and yeah. why would it you're clean? out there in the rain in your situation? You're out there in no. the snow. You're thinking Wind of it on a beautiful summer day, just getting a little oxygen. I'll take it in any condition. Uh, you would slip and... around your parking lot to I'll try and find carts. I live in nature. People go hike for a fun. Why not let me go hike around? The because they're idiots and lunatics. <laughs> yeah, well, that's debatable, but sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I'm stuck working in a grocery store, let me go outside and let me go out for longer than needed. So don't return the carts. I want to go wander the parking lot and get them, take no. a few hits, you know, okay. breathe in the fresh that's air. Straw man. And then, that's straw man. That's straw man stuff, it, dude. <laughs> Come on. And when, and when the shopping cart goes flying and says scratching up your nice car steve i'm sure you'll not be happy about that well i mean that's i i'm not talking about someone that's going to leave it on a downhill angle going towards my beautiful car all it takes is a gust of wind well and again if i'm working at the grocery store that means i'm parked out back so i'm sorry if your car got scratched no 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 but i'm talking about like, well not necessarily <laughs> selfish bass. at the at the supermarket where i shop and the parking lot's big enough that you don't have to park out back and the only thing that's all back is the, the trucks 
that deliver. So, yeah, Steve. Uh, you're looking at this very selfishly. Your grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> All right. So what's your point here? I mean, don't this return is, the carts to the cart return. That's, that's your whole point, dude. Yes, you're that's giving terrible. Pers- no, you're giving that person a outing in nature. You're getting you, away from the stock room. Let them go wander, please. Have you interviewed one cart collector? To no. ask this, I'm so putting you're myself not, in their yeah. shoes. Well, I know you, best. You put yourself in the shoes of a porn star, and you, I, you guarantee you're not going to like that job. Well, that's a whole other topic. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I don't know if I want to monetize my passions in life. You know that's what I'm saying. You got to try things before you comment on them. Okay? I don't think you're thinking of this correctly. I am, dude. You want to go play in the parking lot rather than me stuck in work, and I get hey, that. You if it's a beautiful day. Hell like no, dude. Pizzas. I loved getting out. Like you guys stay and wash dishes and do all the crap at the pizza place. I'm gonna go wander around outside. Like that was yeah. The you you can job. at least, but you can also be in your air conditioned car. But it's a hot, humid day, and you're having to push around like 15, 20 carts to get them back inside. You're yeah. not gonna like it so much. Listen, I think you're showering after your shift at the grocery store, no matter what. Whether you get wet or snow covered or uh, you know sweaty from pushing carts, I'm just saying you're denying an employee the chance to get outside and get some fresh air. They're at work, dude. They're at work. I mean, I don't get to go outside. Why well, are I mean, you forcing them to do more of what's bad? Like, listen, if if wrong. one of those cart uh, hits a car, yeah, now I as the grocery store have to pay that out in my insurance. My insurance goes up, all my bills go up. Listen, that's not how that works. Come on, yes, it is, dude. Yes, I it charge is. Charge Safeway, Rayleigh's, whoever. If someone hits my car with a cart, dude, listen, you can sue for anything, and people yeah. do all the time. I mean, because- and. Rachel talks about so many cases, dude, that like, yeah, if you want to put the work into bringing it, all these crap sure. cases like this get put through constantly and you'll probably get 30 grand out of it. Is this a phenomenon? You're telling me people are suing for cart damage. It's a phenomenon. Well, there you go. Is that a fact? Uh, that's a fact. Yeah, they, that, that's double they certified. S- <laughs> they, they sue for uh, some milk in the um, in the aisle that you slip and fall on. Yeah, well, that true. makes sense. You're in their store, not in the parking lot outside. But their the carts parking belong parking to lot, them. Exactly, they, it's part of their store. They, they're responsible for that. Well, then, uh, even more reason to leave the carts out there. That's a new monetary source for all of us then, because I know I'm paying too much for groceries, so let me fight back a little. You're just boasting my, uh, boosting up my case. That's all you're no, doing. No, dude, do you think everyone that goes to the grocery store should sue the grocery store? Well, if it's a phenomenon, why why not get in? Well, then the grocery store isn't there anymore. They won't be afforded to open. How about this? Do you remember in like high school when the teacher would be like, we're going to do class outside today? Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. We're away from the school. We're outside. It's the same thing. These all seem like lazy teenager things to me. Like, I don't get to go outside. You're at work, dude. If you right. want to go outside, be a park ranger. You're you sound, a grocery store worker. Right. You sound bitter about that. Like, yeah, I don't get to go outside. That would be a blessing if I got to go outside. So let the cart guy spend several minutes out there. I think it's beyond stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of it. There you. That's, that's my sound final. logic behind this. What do you, why, no. why would you not want to be outside? I, listen, if I want to go outside, I'll go outside after work. I come to work, dude. I, I don't come to enjoy my job. You know? Just very selfish. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Bruce right. used to bag groceries. Didn't he want to go step outside? Stop begging the old lady's groceries. Go get nope. some beer. 
Nope, because because that <laughs> because more times than not, I'd make sure that I was bagging groceries for whatever hot cashier of the moment I was in, in interested in. So I'd want to stay there the entire day. I'm just saying. Uh, you would have to have an employee dedicated to just being in the parking lot. That would be yeah. a new job, creating well, the, a new position. Potentially, I, I would volunteer every time. Who wants to go collect carts? That would be me, 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 me. Please let me go outside. Go work well, at a grocery store, dude. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you sound excited about this. I'm just trying to have some empathy for other people, Nick. I'm sorry that you don't. <laughs> that's all, that's all. Listen, this is so stupid <laughs> that you would even try and do this. I want you to sleep on it. I want you to discuss <laughs> okay. it with some other people because I think you're going to come around. And like all of my brilliant ideas, everyone pushes back <laughs> at first, but then time goes on. We all evolve mm. and we come to the realization that, uh, you know what? I think Steve was on to something. So all right. on my list when I'm dead, everyone's going to go back over my list and realize like, yeah, Jesus was an alien and it's better <laughs> to be outside. Okay. These are bold things I'm saying. All right. Well, I'll sleep on it. I'll give you that just because I like you. Thank you. Now, this does fall under the category of are we wasting our lives? Because this is how I started on this. Like, maybe I should go work the grocery store. I think I'd want the job where I'm not getting carts, though, if I worked at the grocery store. So Anyway, I could get box. the uh, last 15 minutes of my life back to not be wasted, dude. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Um, although you're editing this episode, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Although I forgot to have my timer. I just started it. So. We've been talking for 15 minutes. Is that I don't know, dude. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Like five well-spent minutes to me. But. All right. But I digress. Uh, we came across this list of these are signs that you're wasting your life. So are these true? Are these not true? Now, uh, Nick, you have told us on the show before that you don't really have regrets. You don't think back of what if you had taken a different path in life. But Brewski and I seem to spend about 25 hours a day thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> so. Absolutely. So where are you at with that? You're still happy with the, are you feeling like maybe you're wasting your life? Where are you at? Uh, listen, I don't really, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have any regrets, but for the most part, like, uh, I could, I, I like my life. I could have it way worse. I mean, well, I think if you a terrible force metric, though. perspective to see that though, right? I'm not, uh, do I have other dreams that I haven't met? Is that what you're asking me? No, I'm asking if you have regrets about the choices you made in life that have put you where you are here and now. If you had chosen a different career, a different partner, whatever it is. Not really. Only because I feel like, you know, I'm going to picture the magical, the magical life, right? I'm not going to picture the problems that may have come along with that version of life. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to daydream on something that's not even real, I suppose, and have a regret over it. Right. I won't do it, but I do feel like I'm wasting my life, and I feel like it's because I don't take enough accountability to myself. Like, uh, I I have a lot of in my head, like, I'll get to that tomorrow, and I think I have an uh, unhealthy amount of I'll get to that tomorrow. Interesting. Okay. So, in that way, I have started to ponder my life as I wonder if I'm wasting time doing certain things or on the other side of it, not doing things. Right. I have a certain amount of like wondering if I had stayed in the band or something, if I had stayed in Michigan like that. But I more so nowadays I'm thinking like, all right, I'm 47. Like I still have a lot of life to live. Like, should I be altering this path? Should we be, you know, I mean, that's part of why we're doing this podcast, quite frankly, is, yeah, you know, maximizing what is left in life still. So it is hard to go through life and not wonder like, 
maybe now is the time to do it and have some apprehension, have some trepidation about it. And uh, it gets harder as you get older to jump into different things, especially like a career change. Do you feel like you're stuck? Could you do anything else? That's why I'm wondering what it'd be like to work at the grocery store. So <laughs> I'm wondering the thing. Uh, not the car job. That's my point. But all right. by the way, what you said, that drives me crazy when people say like, uh, it could be worse. That's a terrible metric to judge your life by. Of course it could be worse. But then what's what? So what? Only someone who's had their kid murdered is allowed to complain about life. What about the person that had two kids murdered? I mean, it could always be worse. All I think I think it, it could be worse is just a wrap up statement. Like, I don't care if we sit and bitch about all the things that are wrong with our life, but it needs to be ended with it could be worse. Right. I mean, it could be sure. worse yeah. because it does leave you with a little perspective and some hope to move forward. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. I take it as belittling to whatever it was I was complaining about, you know. Ah. No. When people say, "Oh, that's a first world problem." Like, yeah, well, I live in the first world and it's a problem. So what do you what do you want me to do? Because I'm not out hunting goats in the deserts. I should be complaining. <laughs> right? Yeah. I guess that is just again an evaluation of problems. All problems. If we could put problems on a scale, okay? And the three of us had to evaluate where they lied, one through ten, as a big problem down to a little problem. We could come up with something collectively, but if we did them by ourselves, they would be very different. Don't you agree? Yes. That is a core therapeutic thing you just said right there. All pain is relative. Yes. If I break my arm, I could be in terrible pain, and now I can't work for this week. The lady across the street just had her kid run over. Like all, Of course, her pain is worse, but you yes. can't compare pain. It's all relative to you. You only know you. It can be tough when you're going through something huge to minimize somebody else's pain because, like, gosh, that's half of what I'm going through, but not to them, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard somebody recently uh, say something that I thought was stupid, that they were afraid of something. And I thought, how could you be afraid of that? In my head, I thought through this, mm. and then I understood why they were afraid of it, and it made so much more sense. It wasn't so stupid after all, you know? So everyone's got a problem. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, and they're all just as big. Well, so let's determine if we're wasting our lives or not. Yes. Uh, a lack of passion. One of the signs that you may be wasting your life is the lack of genuine passion or enthusiasm for your current engagements. I think it's huge. Well, then that's part of what I'm talking about is like, I miss some of the passion that I had about certain things in my life. And I think as you get older, a lot of people start to let it go mm -hmm. because all that passion comes with risk, right? We get comfortable, dude. We get real comfortable and you got to take a little risk to get that passion back. That's, I guess, what I'm pondering. Yeah, no, I think that's accurate. You know, career-wise or relationship-wise, you can become complacent at some point, but I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, in relationships, you should probably be, I don't want to say complacent, but you should be happy with where you're at. A hundred percent, yeah. But uh, career-wise, I don't know. I mean, I could see some careers where you're like, I, I've reached the top. Like, what else am I supposed to be doing? But I feel on the radio side, my passion has been dying, partially because radio has been strangling me in a bathtub. This podcast, I've told everyone, like, this is what I look forward to every week. Like, this is where my passion lies. This is why we're all just doing it to do it, <laughs> hoping it takes off. And, yeah. Because you know, I, I need something to be passionate about. I, 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 I've never lived any portion of my life without something I'm going after. Right, right. 
And it feels odd, doesn't it? It feels like something uh, that ignites you as a person is missing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's a good reason to get up. I've always said if I wake up in the morning and I just dread going to work or whatever, like you should probably stop whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Here's another thing I wonder in relation to that of wasting my life. I am a guy who has always gone and done a job. I'll be there five years before I know it. Like I have always stayed at jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Long term. Yeah which I suppose could be looked at as a good thing, but it could also be looked as I was too afraid to jump to try different places, you know? Yeah. Brewski, how's your passion level? How are you feeling? <laughs> well, it's it's not anywhere where I'd like it to be, but I'm not, there's not a lot I, I feel a lot passionate about. I mean, this obviously what we're doing now, I, I feel passion for. Mm. You know, when I'm writing, I kind of have passion for that, but everything else right now in my my life, I'm just... Doing what I have to do to survive, exactly. Yeah. You're going through the motions. But I think that's part of the mix of life. Like, if you're yeah. only pursuing your passions in life, you don't have to worry about bills or whatever. Like, kudos to hey. you. I don't know how you did that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of people who simply, and I used to work in factories with them, like, they they have no passion. They have no joy for life, and they've just come to accept that. At least the three of us are doing I, things like this or pursuing hobbies or whatever, you know? Like, I, yeah. I worked with, with guys when I worked at the machine shop with my dad. And these guys worked at the same place for 35, 40 years. And they would come in even on Saturdays and they'd stay there eight, 10, sometimes 11 hours, not always working, but to them, it was better than being at home with their wife. And I'm like, well, why don't you just split up from her? Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, but why not? If you're that miserable, just, just leave, you know, this is an older mentality. I feel like this has started to change and it hasn't caught up with us completely, but the youth of today doesn't stick around in situations like that as much. I think that they're okay to move on and they're minimalistic about what they're doing and they're just going places. Yeah. I, I we've talked about it with jobs before that a lot of the younger kids are uh, you know staying at a job for a year and moving on, but also the marriage rates like marriage is not what it used to be. It's not yeah, well, and yeah, and then you add in all the uh, the polyamory stuff and all that sort of thing and the ethical non monogamy where they they're able to even if they're married they're able to go off and date other people and 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 all that sort of right. thing because to them they don't believe that one person satisfies everything that you need emotionally. And right. this is what, what I've been told. I feel the grass is greener complex is a uh, major contributing factor to why I got divorced. You know, my ex-wife, ah. I think, just had this notion of like, I, I want to find the perfect man, something just bigger and better. I know we've been together all these years and we have kids, but I need something even better. That's you know, not that I'm perfect by any means, but that's my point. No, it is like, you know, relationship is the good and the bad for better, for worse, all that kind of stuff. And so it will be a long hunt people, for. Right. I'm just saying the grass is always greener complex. You can really destroy careers, relationships, a whole lot of stuff with that. Oh, so. yeah. Just watch High Fidelity. I feel like that's why I recommend High Fidelity to everyone because it'll get it out of your system, dude. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Uh, speaking of things that Nick has mentioned, high fidelity is one of his favorite moves, of course, but, uh, uh, you literally just brought this one up right here. These are signs that you're wasting your life. Uh, chronic procrastination indicates that you're not making the most of your time when you're consistently putting off important tasks, struggle to take action and feel the weight of precious moments slipping away. It's a sign that you may be squandering valuable opportunities. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that gives me anxiety. But uh, I mean, it's me, dude. It says I mean, dear Nick at the beginning of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my AI assistant. Listen, I have been thinking about this lately because I feel obviously I feel guilty for some of it. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I have too many things in my bread box. I would like to eat a sandwich in a timely manner. Too much in my bread box. I just want need to get rid of some things and focus on this set of things. And yeah. then I won't procrastinate. That's fair. I have taken on procrastination of late as a therapeutic. Like I just it's okay to stop for an hour, just watch a stupid movie or something. Like sure. I'm just constantly going, constantly with work things and kid things and relationships. Yeah. Bills to pay, miles to feed. It's okay to procrastinate. It's okay to take a lazy Sunday. Yes. But if you're chronically doing it, then that might be a bigger sign. Do you feel I, you're really chronically doing it or selectively doing it? Uh, I don't feel like I'm. Uh, I don't feel like I'm wasting days. I, uh, you know, like I'm not feeling like I'm lazy every day. It's just become too much. But I feel like. There's a lot of things, for example, that I said when summer started that I wanted to get done this summer. And my list of those things is not very long of what I got done uh, around the house, stuff like yeah, that, you know. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously wasting time and there's days where I feel bad about it and there's days where I don't feel bad about it. See, now I've noticed to work with you that you mentioned some things you're procrastinating on, or there's times I'm talking to you, you know, Nick goes on air at 10 a.m. and at 9.59, I'm talking to him and he's like, I should probably get on the air. <laughs> you, you, always, you always do it. You may procrastinate, but you get on air, you do your shift, you get the new music put in, even if you wait a week, like you get it done. So yeah. is that really procrastination? I think true procrastination is you never get to that stuff, but you seem to get to all your things. Yeah. I do, yeah. The things and, you have to do. The home projects you're talking about, maybe not. Yes, and some of those things, you know what? Uh, candidly speaking, some of those things were on Rachel's list, and that becomes a part of my thought process. Did I put her second, you know, to anything that I was doing? Like, mm -hmm. why can I let some of the stuff she wants me to do go? Like, well, I didn't get to it. But all my stuff I got to. And I'm not saying that with everything, but that thought process, you know. Right. I think it's a sign you're a good person. You feel guilty that you didn't get to everything she wanted you to get to. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if that's it, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> Maybe I'm compensating for my own, <laughs> you know, my own honey-to-do list, uh, honey-do list or whatever. So, Bruski, how's your procrastination doing in life? It's funny you, you asked that because yesterday my sister told me that uh, – she had reached out to the handyman that works for her and asked if he could come by to do some yard work for us. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, what, what, why are you doing that? Well, you've been saying for weeks that you're going to do this and that. And, and right. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd get it done because you're so busy. I'm like, no, I'm not busy. I'm just putting it off because I don't really want to do it. <laughs> you know, but don't pay someone else. <laughs> so, so, but, but, so, but here's the thing though. I didn't get in and get to bed this morning until almost four. Right. Working all night. I set my alarm for seven o'clock because I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'll get up after three hours. I'll go do the damn yard work in the morning and then come back inside and get some more sleep before the show. Okay. What, you know what? It's been raining all day today. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> no, I, but I was, I was ready to, no, I was so like ready to do it. Yes. Jeez, you know, I mean, at least my sister doesn't nag me like the, like the Jen used to, like all the time. I'd always have to be busy every damn weekend. 
Why don't we go? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Why don't we go here? Why don't we go there? And right. I'm just like, I've worked all week. You know, G- give me some time, you know? Yeah. I'm very fortunate that Rachel doesn't nag me. Every once in a while, she'll nag at me. I'll know if I've gone way too far <laughs> for letting something go. But for the most part, like, she's not on my case a whole bunch. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's good. I've been struggling in therapy of rewiring my brain between uh, something being selfish and something being self-care. Yeah. You know, I feel selfish when I sit around and watch a movie or go ride my dirt bike, but that kind of stuff is self-care. And so mm-hmm. I got to get that out of my mindset because I do get to everything for everyone else always. Like, you know, it's... No, sure. you need to be able to distinguish between self-care like that, and you need to take some time, harness. Even if I don't take it out and play with it, I still like seeing it. So. <laughs> well, you got to see it more often. Yes. And sometimes I do draw a line. You know, I showed up at Dottie's this weekend, and it was late in the day, and she had some things that she wanted to get done at the house. And I'd say, like, it's kind of date night. Like, uh, we've the, the, the day's gone. Like, I promise we'll get these done, but we got to set aside time. But right I left now, my tool I, belt. Right. Right now, you and I need to go, go do self-care. Let's go yeah. have a fun evening, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Self-care together, right, is what yes. you needed. Yeah. Yes. doesn't I always have it. to be individual. So Sure. All right. Other signs you're uh, wasting your life. Uh, overwhelming routines. If your uh, daily routine feels monotonous and unfulfilling, it's a sign that you may be stuck in a rut. So unraveling that routine with room for personal growth, new experiences, hobbies, etc., might be a good way to break out. I didn't mean to set that segment up right there, but that's exactly what we were just saying. So yeah, that is this is so depressing. <laughs> I mean, this really is depressing if you think about it. Well, and you know, it uh, kind of depends. Some lives, like radio, that you know that we're, we're working in, that is nothing but routine. It's a twenty-four hour rotation, and there's. There are consistent things and deadlines every day does look the same to some extent, but yeah. Um, but yeah, your overall life, I don't know. I mean, I'm very routine oriented. I can tell you any, if you say, where would you be at a Tuesday at three o'clock? Like I know where it is, but I don't look at that as wasting my life. It's, it's kind of no. organized, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, and I mean, you have a sense of OCD, not diagnosed, but you know, you are somewhat, so you need that routine, dude. That's good for you. And yeah. I need a routine as well. I figure as I get older, I get a little more comfortable in my own environment. You know what I mean? Like I could have used to just gone in my teens and like gone to a concert and slept on anyone's floor and been all right with it, you know? And like, I am too comfortable for that kind of stuff now. Right. There's a part of adulting that requires routine, I think. But Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're exactly. Like I said earlier, if you're waking up every morning just dreading life because it's the same old, same old every day, then that's probably a little different and probably should be an alarm bell. Sure. Get your passions, I guess. that's the So far, the moral to the story is get your passion on. Dr. Brewski, thoughts? Well, I, I agree on everything you guys were saying. You, got, you have to take care of the things you need to take care of every day, but you also need to take time out for yourself, and yeah. you, need to, you need to know when to say no to people as well. That's always the difficult thing for a lot of people is to say no to people because then you feel like, oh, geez, I said no to them, and I really feel like a jerk, and, but, but sometimes you have to do that. That is correct. Now, I was going to ask you, Steve, now since your oldest is driving now, do you find that you have to do 
less things for them. Absolutely. I, you know, when Neo was born, I had the, the year 18 was in my brain. I got to get this kid to 18 because then they're <laughs> self-sustained and all that. I realized now 16 is really the, the number you're looking <laughs> for. If you can get your kid a car at least. Cause yeah, Neo, uh, I, I hardly ever see Neo anymore. I mean, <laughs> the kids work in like two different jobs, theater, high school, and can drive themselves to all of these things. So yeah. Yeah. Now, and I that's saw that coming, by the way. You know, my ex always used to give me grief about you're constantly driving that kid around. I'm like, yeah. And one day soon, they will never need me to do that again. So I'm going to just soak it in for now. Enjoy it while it. you can. Yeah. I'll never forget the last diaper I changed. You know, uh, there was a bit of sentiment that went into it. It was, uh, it was it choked me up. I said, this is the last poopy diaper I am ever going to change. And yeah. Those poos do choke you up. I hear you. <laughs> 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 Who burns? Who burns? <laughs> this is a public service announcement. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> signs you're wasting your life. This one, boy, this was a painful realization for me to finally come to. Um, mm. If you're in unhealthy relationships... Toxic or unfulfilling relationships can drain your energy and prevent you from living a fulfilling life. Fulfilling life. Uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who uplift and encourage you can contribute to a more positive and fulfilling journey of self-development. That sounds mm. so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And tell you how many years of my life I justified, you know, not being with a like-minded person or putting uh, up with all these shortcomings or whatnot or incapacitating. Sure things listening to country music because i thought i was being a good guy <laughs> uh does that just change uh when you can look at it in the rearview mirror because like yes i mean i mean that otherwise you would have gotten out of it or away from it like life was okay for you at that moment and yep. you just now are enlightened and realize like poof i can't believe i used to didn't wear deodorant you know what I mean? Like, yes, it, it's relative. Like, you know, you you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. if you're in your current life and you're like, hey, these 10 things are good, I can put up with the five bad things. It's not until you experience something where, hey, there's 15 good things and only one bad thing. Like you start to realize like, geez, was I settling all of those years? Was I putting up with crap that I didn't need to? Yeah. And for me, at least the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I have, to... have that in my life. I I mean, I feel good in the relationship that I'm in, and I like I know it's a healthy relationship. It hasn't always been that way, but the, my current relationship in marriage is that. So I'm grateful. Well, and you know, you uh, there were some incompatibilities with previous long term relationships you had that I'm aware of. That yeah, I think once you got out of it and get were sure. with Rachel, you started realizing like you know I was. I was sacrificing some things that didn't need to be, and that's settling in in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that was I was in a very long term relationship with uh, Heather for you know over a decade, and uh, that's we've talked about this on the show before. That was a hard one, only because like I didn't have any vitriol for her. It just took me a long time to be able to step away from somebody I cared about. And then I did realize, like, I was sacrificing a lot of myself that didn't need to be sacrificed. Yep. And this brings I, me to the last thing on my list, fear of change. Uh, Strong resistance to change or fear of stepping out of your comfort zone can hinder personal growth and limit your experiences. I, I think that's why people stay in toxic relationships, you know? Yeah. 
you're fearful to change, or maybe it's worse if I go with someone else, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. I, it's again, it's, are you ready to jump off the ledge? Are you ready to take that risk and do what you need to do to, to make things happen? Or are you just going to stay where you are kind of stagnant and, and comfortable, even though you are uncomfortable and unhappy, you're still to some extent comfortable because you're not making a change. Yeah, 100%. And uh, that's why we only see it in hindsight, right? It's hard to predict what something might feel like or hard to assume you you know, you know can trade up or whatever it is, job-wise, yeah. relationship-wise. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to my sister just last week. And so right when I first started working at KJR, one day well, I was waiting for Jen. She came to pick Penelope and I up, and she just out of the blue says to me, don't you think you'd be happier with someone else? Yeah, you know? yeah, and that was a shock to you, but not really, right? Well, and that, I kept saying to her, no, of course not. I want to stay with you. But then in hindsight, I said to myself, I probably should have taken that opportunity to to, to go and do <laughs> something else. Right. Well, at least to analyze it, right? And make some evaluation on the current relationship. Sometimes we get lost in it and don't really look at it. Yeah. I just can't believe you're making a Scorpions reference all of a sudden. That's Bruschi's category. Yeah, exactly. There you step on his toe. I'm I'm just playing when to change for Bruschi, dude. Relax. I want to take my lighter out now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Winds of change are hard. In all sincerity. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it with the song. Okay. Hold well, on. Well, you know, you could you could have also brought up changes by David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bruski, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but at the same no, time, I, you probably I, were ready for it too. Well, no, I should have at that time, though. In hindsight, I said to myself, I should have taken advantage of it at that time and just gone and got my own apartment. And, hey, if you want to stay in the house in Tacoma, yeah, that's fine. I'm keeping the dog, you know, whatever, you know. Speaking of the winds of change and new relationships and is the grass greener, I still haven't farted in front of Dottie. What's, what's it, going on? Just get it done. <laughs> just go and get it done. I'll tell you, the other, uh, about a week or so ago, we were in bed. And I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm doing it. And I let it fly. <laughs> it was silent. I was just like, oh, good grief. <laughs> did it smell? You didn't even give her a Dutch oven? No. You guys want me to do the most extreme. You know, <laughs> no, I don't. I, why are you lumping me into that, dude? <laughs> We just want you to finally let it go. She hasn't farted either. Like, I don't think either of us That you that. know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she's let some silent ones, dude. Right. I tried. I felt it was a sign from God. Like, don't do it. I'm why don't you Why don't silent. you bring it up verbally and be like, uh, the next time I have to fart in front of you, I'm just going to do it just an FYI. Just give her a little br- warning. And I, I bring it up on the show. I'm waiting for the text <laughs> of like, just fart in front of me already. Like that's, I, I don't want to bring this up in person. So. All right. Well, hopefully she heard it for right here first, Dottie, please bring it up. I'm certain that she's going to be like, well, what's the big deal? Yeah. Just do it. I know, but I'm percussive when she hears that she may be offended. I don't know. Yeah. I've had some women be like, what is going on? <laughs> is that a tuba? You got, you got a, some bun shakers going on there. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I know. Bun shakers. Right? 
Steve, not only, I just want to prepare her. Steve oftentimes lifts one leg when he farts and kind of shakes it out of his foot at the bottom, like, you know, kind of gives it a little hop along to get it out. So just be prepared. Did you have something else coming out too? Or. (laughs) No, that's why I'm shaking. Make sure just all the gas gets down there correctly. And yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's a fine tuned instrument down there. (laughs) You have a good baritone happening and I want to make sure it represents every time. The old butt trumpet. Yes, exactly. You know what? You have to ask Dottie then if, if, if that's the case, you have to ask her to give you a rusty trombone. No. Why do you no, no. Why? <laughs> no dude? No, I don't know you that. said it's a family tune instrument. So why <laughs> why not just go with those and just do the rusty trombone? Yeah, why not? You're right. Well, you know what, what is, it is? Uh, go, tell us, yeah. Brisky, please. What is it? So a rusty trombone is when <laughs> you kind of stand up and kind of bend yourself forward and your lady um inserts her tongue into your anus and then while she's doing while she's doing that, she reaches over with her hand and like a trombone, she kind of moves it back and forth and jerks you and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's a rusty trombone. Why it's not? time for another Indeed. brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Yes. Nick was describing the uh, Dirty Sanchez last week, and I threw up in my mouth. I was driving <laughs> on my car. <laughs> Jesus. So, so I think there are valid reasons I haven't done any of those. Dottie is thankful that you haven't taken any of Brewski's uh, recommendations, I'm sure. I have uh, fears hey. of abandonment. I just feel that makes <laughs> the, the thing that uh, you know, breaks the Pushes game. her over the line? Literally. I mean, it could be. Hey, Brewski, will you do me a favor? Unrelated topic. Will you, from this point forward when we're on the air, uh, keep a tally of when and how often Steve brings up porno? Okay? Mm. Brings up what? Porno. Porno. Oh, porn. (laughs) Yeah, porn. (laughs) Okay. He's being international. (laughs) So if you could just keep, like, you know, a tally, one, two, three, four, five, and then line through it, like, just keep a tally going. Please do. What is your off-the-cuff answer, though, both of you? Do I talk about porn a lot on this show? I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> Nick is hearing something I'm not. I don't know. I don't Listen. Know. Do you feel I do? You not, two, you two, some people you, feel I do, apparently. <laughs> you, you two, but see, you two have this... You, the synergistic brain between you. So you might be thinking of porn and, and Nick's picking up on your brain waves. Yeah, that's right. It could be uh, just silent. I'm picking it up quite frequently. Listen, you don't bring it up by yourself a lot. Well, do you right. talk about it and have very strong opinions on it? Yes, you do. This but, is a talk show. I mean, I don't but know. It, so. Now, we're, let's, let's all remember, for those who weren't listeners when we were on the air in Seattle that Steve used to have somebody in the studio that would find porn and put porn up on the computer screen for him while the show was going on. Oh, it was a paid employee. Yeah. And, and that's all the person did. Yeah. That's all he did. Except oh, oh, he might make a stupid comment here and there. But other than that, he did nothing but sit in the studio with Steve and find porn. That's yeah. pretty fair, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah I, I like visual reminders. It gets me motivated. Like, you know, I, I, any of that is, uh, it, it I, benefits the rest of you more than it benefits me. That's my point. Could I, anyone I, ever take porn away from you? I don't no. know why they'd want to. But could like, they? Could I survive? From my cold, dead hands? Sure, <laughs> like, uh, you know what? Uh, Dottie got you to stop wearing ripped jeans. Will there come a point where maybe she will say... Yeah, it's enough with the porno. <laughs> Will you listen? 
Well, just like I wear ripped jeans when I'm away from her, then I get back to be. We're putting a TV in the bathroom on. As I uh, need to explain, like, that's like telling an athlete, like, why are you watching game films? Don't you know how to play the sport already? Like, I got to get ready for the big game on Sunday, okay? So you should want me, if you're betting on me, you should want me to watch the old game films and get all fired up. All right. Well, just keep the uh, tally going. Okay, Brewski. It was funny. I asked Nick that the other day. Like, do I talk about porn a lot on the show? And he was like, well, no. I mean, last week you talked about, you know, not wanting, um, you know, uh, uncircumcised uncircumcised porn. I was like, dude, that was on today's show. That wasn't last week. Like, maybe we we do talk about it a lot. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you this. uh, If I talk about porn, it's usually here. I haven't talked about any porn at all except for here. So it's with you guys. So you are a key, a piece in the puzzle. I don't go around talking at the grocery store about it. You don't. You don't. (laughs) It's right here. Last week I was in the grocery store and there was this really hot. She had to be at least 62 or 63 year old woman that I would love to have gone over and talked porn with. Did you get the produce section? I mean, how long? Hot granny sex. What are you thinking, dude? I mean, is she hot? Yeah, she was really hot. And then, curious about her uh, life. She was really, she was really tan, though. That was the only that was, and which is not unusual for this where I live. There are a lot of folks that are are Italian where I live, and they tend to the ladies like to be out and, and tan a lot and that sort of thing. Sure, but, but for an older woman, she was really attractive, and I was having some really, really bad thoughts. I really did, was. Did you have a wood? No, not right then, but a little, a few minutes later at the checkout <laughs> counter, I did. Did you rub, rub it up against the counter at all? No, no, not at all. But I was, a little I was, self-checkout, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, the, this store actually does not have self-checkout. That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, no, I, I, I mean, I'm giving you this. I, you know, obviously, I. You know, did something when I came home, but you know, nothing. <laughs> Why did you well, mow no, the lawn? No, I was I was yanking the horn like you wouldn't believe. Thinking of her, she was hot. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, this goes into something we've talked about before, and on the topic of you know how much porn am I watching in life? Like, I'm a visual learner. Um, Nick has talked about spank bank, you know, that he can pull up mental images. I can't do that at all. I need visual stimuli. And as I've also mentioned, I want it to look like my person. Like, that's the whole point. Oh, no, no, I don't need that. Because there, <laughs> there, there, there are people in my life in the Seattle area who has become single within the past year. Uh, she, I, I can think about her and no problem whatsoever. Mm, interesting. Mm. I, I, I have fan- desert island, maybe. But- I have <laughs> fantasies of going where she cuts hair and, and her saying, hey, how about I do something more for you? You know? <laughs> you do is that what you think about yeah she's she's an attractive woman you know what can i say you know oh do you why don't you tell her because the problem is is that we we have a lot of mutual friends and in case she doesn't reciprocate that i don't want to get because here's the other thing too is her ex-husband uh thought that i was kissing her ass (laughs) because <laughs> he because he said that um he was basically hacking her facebook account and and looking at her messages i said to him 
is there a reason why we're not friends anymore? And he's like, yeah, you suck up. You know, I saw, I saw what you typed to her. Maybe it makes you extra horny because there's a little danger involved. I don't know, man. How often do you think about it? Like that I, particular scenario? Oh, uh, at least once a week, I'd say. <laughs> okay. Is 50-50 of your uh, masturbatory practice done from porn and spank bank? Is it a clean 50 split, or where are we at? It's more 60-40 having a, something to watch or look at than, right. than it is, yeah. Wow. But, that, but I do have certain things and certain women that I can think about, and I can get, uh, get the job done. <laughs> Interesting. Nick, what's your ratio? 20-80. 20 porn to 80 spank bank? No, 20 spank bank to oh. 80 porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time you've uh, roughed up your suspect by uh, just memory, spank bank? When I was like 14 or something? Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm 100%. I need straight visual stimuli. Could you get a boner right now is my main question. Like, if I said, like, can you get a boner right now if we're quiet? <laughs> Could you do it? Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just by there thinking. But I'm looking at you guys. Like, this is not, this is Close right. your eyes, dude. <laughs> Pretend that we're not here. Again, Cl- like, if you're betting me, uh, <laughs> or if I'm on stranded on a desert island, if I'm in solitary confinement in prison, could I do it? Sure. All right. But with technology around me, I don't know why I ever possibly would. And, um, you know, I will tell you, in this modern day and age where women send uh, various, you know, nude pics and videos or videos I've made with exes, yeah, I have had one or two, like when we break up, and I'm thinking of two in particular, be like, hey, you need to delete all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. already deleted. You think I ever want to see that again? I don't want to yeah. reminisce about the, the past stuff. Like, right. no, I'm in the here and now. So that, to me, defeats the whole spank bank thing. Like, I can, I, there's no ex I want to go back and reminisce about. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the here and forward. It doesn't have to be an ex. It can just be a spank bank of Dotty. I mean, uh, thinking about what you guys, you know, did last Saturday. See, it's funny because when you just gave me that little challenge, that's immediately where my brain went to. Like, all right, if I think about current events, then you know, sure. But you could do. If it. I start thinking about exes, oh god, all the tanglements, everything else just comes bursting in my brain, and that's no fun at all. Fair. That's fair, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've grown a little bit today because you've ne- that's the first time you've ever got horny thinking. Just th- <laughs> just thinking. I've grown a little bit, I guess. But I, I wouldn't call it full. <laughs> you don't oh, have a boner no, yet. No, no. No, sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I was just reading an article about a politician, uh, a woman who um, somebody revenge porned her. They sent it to a, a newspaper in town, and the newspaper yeah. published it. Um, the story, not the like the images per se, but they talked about the fact that we have this video and whatnot. And I, I think in this modern day and age, we got to get away from shaming the woman who was in the porn and shaming the guy that holds on to it and then distributes it around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The friends yeah. or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, no, I think you're probably completely right. That brings up the same topic, though, of like all the sex tapes that have been released or even nudes of certain celebrities that have been hacked and stuff like that. Would you go to look at it? No, that's a good Uh, question. Um, I mean, I certainly watched Pam and Tommy when that came out. 
Um, I can't think of any recent oh. though, celebrity that came out, but I know Brewski looks at every celebrity. I think half of them are fake that you bring up on the show because you've seen every celebrity nude, apparently. Almost, but I'll tell you what, there's, <laughs> there's, there's one that I keep going back to, though, and it's Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, oh, yeah, and those were leaked pictures. You're good with it morally. Not good with her privacy being invaded, but good that I got to see them. Once <laughs> we're out there, who else? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I I'm mean, on, though. You're okay morally going back to them and being part of the problem. Okay, so is it part of the problem if I look at pictures of her as Mystique and have fantasies about her as Mystique and hooking up with her? No, just her nudes that were, you know, oh, from, from her cell phone. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if I feel guilty about being part of the problem, it's still it's still there. I'm not gonna deny myself, you know, especially the video of, of her with the guy she was with. You but know? if everyone denied it, it would go away. No, it wouldn't. If everyone denied it, it would. You're not if gonna everyone. get everyone to you're not right. you're not gonna get everyone to do that though. Right. Uh-huh. So what's We're, one more view, right? We are a voyeuristic society, <laughs> especially when it comes to celebrities. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's why tabloids have been around for as long as Hollywood's been around. All fair and true. I also need good cinematography, good lighting. Most most leaked, you know, couples tapes are, they're terrible. Like, I, I, there's nothing good visual going on there. I mean. You didn't watch uh, Kim Kardashian? No, and I'm really not into her. So, I mean, if a Jennifer Aniston porn was leaked, yeah, I'd probably go watch it. What, <laughs> is it jerk worthy? I don't know. That would depend on who was filming it. But um, I'd be curious enough to want to see. Sure. Who was the cinematographer? Right. I mean, we need lighting people. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, to to that point, and again, I'm going to reference him again. But friend of the show, Doug Stanhope, always says, well, he started off on his special from across the street. You know what's wrong with child pornography? Oh, boy. Yeah. No credits. Oh, well, uh, listen, uh, I will say that I don't know if uh, I, I don't know where he sits as friend of the show. Why, <laughs> why are you not responding to our our own brewski who sits front row and fanboys out on you? Why are you not responding and coming on the podcast? Well, that's because I haven't started. I haven't sent my bribe to him yet. So. Oh, I see. All right. I'm oh, still. Man. I'm still working on procuring the not so legal things that I'm. I'm going to bribe him with. Th- these particular items are quite magical. Ah, okay. You really <laughs> think he needs to be bribed with narcotics of any type? No, but but it it. it I, it'd be fun to do it anyway because i have a source (laughs) that i just haven't been able to go by and and go to and i haven't seen this source of mine in a while so it's kind of like a little twofold thing i see well we look forward to him coming on he was on the show so he's always a friend to us right yeah (laughs) this is true has there been any good celebrity leak in recent years i can't even think of one Somebody was just leaked. I mean, yes, uh, not as far as for sex tape, but a lot of nudes of celebrities have been released that, you know, were hijacked off the cloud or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The question is, is, just go look at it, dude. Do you want to look at it and perpetuate the problem? Jennifer Lawrence came out and said, hey, a true fan, like, please respect me. Don't look at the pictures. They weren't oh, supposed to it. be out. Yeah, I'm not going to. Come on. If you tell me I can see Jennifer Lawrence completely naked, yeah, I'm going to go. I just am. 
All right. Well, you, it sounds like you already did it. Oh, I have several times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you what she said. That's you don't have any respect for Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Do you have any respect for her? I don't know her. In order to respect them, you have to know them. Yeah. I, I would actually tend to agree with Bruce on that. Like, I don't personally know Jennifer Aniston or whatever, so I'm not. What, what am I violating? <laughs> you yeah, don't respect exactly. her. You have no respect for people you don't know. That's what you're saying. And well, that's a question. Back to the uh, the Bruce Willis thing about whether we should all be leaving him alone because he asked us to. Like, I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Like, if there's something newsworthy or you know picture worthy, I'll probably go check it out. And yeah, that's why there are pro- uh, paparazzi and everything because people are curious and you put yourself out there. If Jennifer Lawrence was my next door neighbor, I'd respect her and not go look at the picture. But so you uh, don't mind not respecting people <laughs> behind oh, closed yes. doors. That is what I'm. Saying. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's what I was wondering. You guys are disrespectful, dude. You guys are so disrespectful. Why are you if your mom has a friend named Helen, Steve. Yeah. And she tells you all these great things about Helen. Because you've never met her, you're not going to give have a little respect for her. I guess the answer is no, because you told me to respect Bruce Willis and I said no. I'm not. Yes. <laughs> you told me to. I'm not. He's saying consistent. Yeah, he is. You can never say, like, I'm a true fan of Bruce Willis. <laughs> you can never say that again. I guess not. But if Jennifer Aniston did a well-lit, well-filmed you know, <laughs> porn that was never meant to be leaked, would I watch it? Wait a minute. I, I, I get why you want the, the lighting, but why does it have to be well-filmed? <laughs> because he's he's, he's porn is, is Is it artsy? Is this a... No, no, I don't need a plot or anything. I just mean well-filmed as far as can I see the action. Is it some, you know camcorder someone stuck in the corner and i'm just like getting glimpses of stuff. you don't want to wonder is that her nipple no that's I, her elbow I well I, I always like to say when it comes to pornography i don't want anything left to my imagination yes exactly like those skinamax porns at like three in the morning where like they like show like the back of the woman's head moving up and down and you're like well what, what is this i'm supposed to get yes. excited over that no exactly. i want to see what's going on i used to get excited about the scrambled channel of oh, yeah. Skinamax. So you we've know. evolved from that, right? <laughs> Back in those days, it was hard to find any of that. So, And, and when you did see a scrambled nipple, you were like, yeah! I, think I, I just saw a nipple! nipple. I yeah. just saw a nipple. Exactly. Here's the overall point. Uh, I obviously don't talk about porn all the time, so I don't know where uh, this is from. <laughs> <laughs> well, we discussed a lot today. A lot of it was depressing. Some of it was uplifting. And, of course, we ended on a good note with horn-o. Porno. <laughs> Life is all yeah. about balance, and the show represents that very nicely. So. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. Find us on the website. Find us on the social medias. Yes. The vocal minority.net. Say goodbye, Bruski. Goodbye, Bruski. And we say bye bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. I-